0: You're listening to the
1: Movies That Molded Me. Movies That Molded Me is a movie ranking game show where each player chooses three movies from a genre, theme, or actor. Then we rate each movie from zero to five. The player whose movie gets the most points wins the game. And in the process, we create a list of the top five movies for each episode. These are the Movies That Molded Me. What is up, movies that molded me, listeners? It has been a minute. I know. I know. But we're back and better than ever with a new episode. And today, we're taking it all the way back to 1984 because our guest Dax was born that day. And actually, uh, we Did may have day. Dax around for a little while. Did I say that day? 1984 that, that, was one day. That's
2: it, people. It was one day. Was he the, was Paul born Cut. that day,
1: that y'all. That was the day. <laughs> <laughs> man, that started out so good and I fucked it up, but that's okay. Jackson, what in. is up, Keep man? Hey guys,
3: how's it going? <laughs>
1: it's, it's going. Awesome. It's going. What the fuck makes you uh somebody that can be on this movie podcast? Are you like all knowing? Do you have uh experience in movies? Like tell the listener a little bit about yourself.
3: Well, uh, I've had two failed movie podcasts, so that's my biggest credentials. <laughs> yeah. um,
4: you'll fit right in here, then. You'll, you'll fit right in. <laughs> I, I
3: have <laughs> I have uh, thirty six years of watching movies under my belt. Um, <laughs> that's this year so far. I, I like keep a running list of the movies that I watch, and so this year so far, I'm at three hundred and seventy eight brand new movies year to date.
1: That's 2021.
3: Yes. And not all movies, wow. from, not movies from 2021, just new movies I had never seen before this year. So That's I watch nuts. everything I can. Yeah. I watch everything I can and I uh, rate it. I list it where I watched it and uh, the month that was in. And then I make big lists at the end of the year and I talk to everyone that even doesn't want to talk to me about movies at the grocery store. You know, that's I'm awesome. just, that's what I talk about all the time. So figured so you why have not? One here? Of those
2: little, do you have one of those little diaries, like people who drink wine and they keep all their tabs or like birders who keep track of the birds that they see. You have a book like that for all your movies and all these lists, or is this like a spreadsheet on your computer?
3: It's like a uh, notes, um, a notes app on my iPhone and then a uh, pages app. And then like, there's a, uh, app on... Uh, what's it called? What's the movie one? Letterbox. Yeah, Letterbox. So I make lists on Letterbox. I catalog everything in notes. I it, It's my own little system. <laughs> it's not the most efficient, but it works.
1: <laughs> Note to self, if I want to know what Dax thinks about a movie, just go check it out on Letterboxd. Okay? There, you go. there you go. I'm um, no longer
2: the biggest nerd on this podcast. That's right? just been defined. Okay, it's moving debatable. on. It's
1: debatable. It's debatable. Hey, I was actually going to say Dax is going to be good for you because he's going to actually have seen the movies that you're going to play. <laughs> I did. I did my That's research.
3: I, I listened to all the previous episodes, and uh, yeah, I'm here. on I'm on your side. <laughs>
4: whoop, whoop. We need to have somebody on Team Elizabeth for sure. That's right. <laughs> but like Elizabeth, the best. What's really going on here, though, listeners? Don't let Chris fool you. Uh, Chris and Dax were friends. They knew each other. They grew up watching movies together. Chris Not is so tired of Chris. Chris is so lo- tired of Lou. We've losing. seen one movie together. Yeah. Let me finish telling my Dude. side of the story. Okay, <laughs> listeners, listen up! Don't don't listen to them. Okay, yeah. They see they they admit it. They have at least seen one movie as a child. Chris Chris may or may not have thrown up afterwards, but like, but Chris is just so tired of losing. He did that and made a couple of like score changes and things that will come up as we start scoring movies later that you guys will hear. Um, so good luck to you, Chris. But it's not going to work. But it's Dax, not even that big of a deal. Dax, I'm super excited to have you here. So say you. T- <laughs> so um, just talking with you behind the scenes, I guess we' call it backstage, you know, the movies <laughs> but uh just uh your movie knowledge is is impressive, and I don't know how you have the time on your hands to watch that many movies or the patience um i there's just certain movies I just refuse to watch, but um yes i <laughs> but, I'm aware. <laughs> but uh it's gonna be good having you here and so um let's without further ado let's get this thing rolling i guess um our listeners know uh, our guests and since this is your first time on movies that molded me you are a guest so you get to go first and per usual i beat chris in paper scissors rock so (laughs) i I will be going second chris third and elizabeth fourth
1: so this time around right uh, all right dax give us one of your top three favorite movies of
3: 1984? Okay, well, I'm going to say this was significantly harder than I expected. Uh, I made a big list and then tried to rank them, and it's I, as someone that ranks things all day long, it was way harder to uh, look back this far because there are certain movies that I watch a lot now and they're great movies from 1984. It's collectively thought of as like one of the greatest years in cinema history, especially for like modern day blockbusters um so i'm gonna go with one of my favorite modern day blockbusters and my number three is gonna be ghostbusters
1: oh right no bat. no
0: <laughs> see that's on everybody's
4: you, list that right there that's
0: what you right. thought i was
3: gonna, you, you thought i was gonna be pretentious i picked bill murray and Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman's Ghostbusters.
4: It's a great pick. Oh it's a strong, God. strong start. And that's why going first mm-hmm. matters, ladies and gentlemen. And with the new rules, I know if, if you're a longtime listener, first time caller, you know that we um, tried out for a while where if somebody has a movie, all of us would get the points for that. But now it's uh, first come, first served. So Dax, good, good choice. So how did this movie mold you is what I want to know, though.
3: It is one of the first movies I remember um, being afraid of and laughing at, you know, and a horror comedy can do something that a horror movie can't do. And a comedy can't do. It can scare you and excite you and make you laugh all at the same time. Um, it was the first time uh, that I recognized that uh, some actors are special. Bill Murray is a very unique actor. He has a very unique set of talents and the, cast around him makes him stronger while supporting him. Um, And it's just so enjoyable. There's like, it's not slow. It's not boring. The jokes all work and everybody knows the stay puff marshmallow man. Like whether you've seen it or not, it's just, the most iconic movie probably from that year. Uh, it's so much fun. Uh, I can quote a million lines. My favorite one is super obscure. Really early on in the movie, they go to the library to check out a ghost in the basement. And they're checking out the library assistant and uh, Harold Ramis, who plays um, one of the Ghostbusters. He plays uh, uh gone. He, uh, he's not forgotten. He always asks, uh, that's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he always asks the scientific questions, the weird kind of questions that no one thinks of. So they're saying like, what's going on with her and how long has she been like this? And he, they ask the head librarian, uh, is she menstruating? And, <laughs> and the, li- the, the head librarian, his response is, what has that got to do with anything? And the line <laughs> reading is the weirdest line reading I've ever heard. It makes me laugh so hard every time. So I say, what has that got to do with everything? I say that all the time. And it's no one ever knows what I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, on a rewatch, I guess I'll have to to look out for it. Uh, right? uh, um
4: We speaking yeah. of rewatch, though, so Chris, uh, we actually rewatched oh, this one no, recently, like like within the last it's week. Like, Elizabeth, Elizabeth was doing some research, trying to figure out if she's watched the movie or not, and it it was definitely good, <laughs> it was definitely good, it was definitely going to be on my list. And so she's watch, sitting there watching it. So I sat down and watched it again, and uh, just reliving some of it. Like it's a great movie. Just it's genius. Um, Bill Murray is genius, although creepy. Like he's nonstop, like hitting on anything that like with legs, like the entire movie. <laughs> yes. Um, but and b- but you know, it it, it worked. <laughs> yeah, it worked for 1984. I guess you know. And I don't know if it will work 2001. Uh, nope. But I have to say this, and this has to be uh, forever in movies that motivate me. History and maybe even deduct a point or so from Elizabeth's score. We're sitting there watching this movie. <laughs> no! Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis is one of my like comedic heroes like you know, um, you know Honey Who Shrunk the Kids and a bunch of different stuff and just what he did as far as a father like, just walking walking away space balls walking away from his uh, you know showbiz at the height of his cr- career to raise his kids So anyway he's he's a legend but Elizabeth's watching she's like, is that is that Martin Short and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? You got to be joking me. So, um, I was like, Shame. I'm definitely bringing that up on the show. And then that wasn't it though. And then later in the movie, there was some extra <laughs> in the background, and uh, who do you think he was? Eddie Murphy okay, or okay. something like that? Well, no,
2: Sylvester no. Stallone. You thought Celeste, Winston was Eddie Murphy? Sylvester no, no, hon- Stallone. Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. The policeman downstairs in the basement, just before they turn oh. off the generator thing, when they just before mm-hmm. they let all the ghosts out. The policeman go look at him. He looks like mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone.
4: Yeah, he's a, he's just playing as an extra in Ghostbusters. Yep. yep. Anyway, <laughs> so that was, so that yeah. was fun. But it, it's it's a great movie. So, what do you give it on the, on the uh, well on a scale of one to five? What would you rank it?
3: Okay, so I, this is the only part I have a hard part with because uh, you guys, I've listened. Like I said I listened to all these episodes, and everyone's given 3.5s They're given. 4.2s to their number three movie, <laughs> and I, I watch so many movies that so many movies rank really high to me, so uh, I, I I give everything a round number. I, I give this movie a five. I don't know how I couldn't. It's uh, one of my favorite movies ever, and I know it's my number three, but uh, yeah, I love it, so I, I have yeah, to give it a five. I think your top
1: three can be yeah, a top three can totally be a five. I don't think that's. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Omar, what do you think about uh, Ghostbusters? It was on your list, every, so obviously every, liked everything
4: it. that I hear Dyke saying is like he's listened to a lot of our episodes. He's studied us. He knows how to win this game, and so he's not going to give himself something <laughs> lower than a five. Why would he? Why would he do that? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a It's a great. It's, it's a great pick. Um, it was on my list. It was. I mean, could have been my number one, but I was going to be my first one that I chose because I, I figure everybody's jumping on it. Um, <laughs> I, I give it a
1: 4.6. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, what do you think about Ghostbusters?
2: Okay, I'm, I'm giving it a four. Now hear me out. <laughs> I can't remember if I actually watched this movie as a child. I don't, or I Mm -hmm. don't think I would have watched it as a child. I probably would have watched it in high school because my mom would never have let me watch something that was remotely scary as a kid. But I Mm. did go to public school for kindergarten and I knew. And they showed it
1: to you in your kindergarten class? No, 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 (laughs) no.
2: All the kids in my kindergarten (laughs) class had seen it. So they, they all, I knew about the marshmallow puff man. I knew about the green ghost with the slime. I knew some of the quotes from the movie. Slammer, I knew some of the quotes from the movie, and I could sing the <laughs> Ghostbusters theme song from the beginning. Um, so it definitely molded me, even though I didn't see it until. Well, there was probably, a cartoon. Like the I cartoon
4: said, like was badass when we were kids too. Yeah, but I, I wasn't loved allowed to cartoon. watch that
2: either. I wasn't, wasn't allowed to watch scary. that either because there's there's ghosts in it though. Omar, think about my mom.
4: There's ghosts in evil. It. One time, Scooby Doo hung out with the Ghostbusters. It's okay. I
2: wasn't so. allowed to watch Scooby Doo <laughs> either. There were so, ghosts in anyway, that as well. <laughs> yeah even though they were fake they were still ghosts yeah, and it was scary she's, she, she so, doesn't
3: have access to cartoon ghosts
4: te- te- technically <laughs> technically though dax they they weren't ghosts and that was the whole thing is scooby-doo that's taught you. That basically there's always, well uh, ghosts weren't an, real and and an, some evil You're, man he, either way. Up, the, up the corner that's anyway so what's either your way in case? my research oh in oh, just research. to say in that in, in
2: my research, I did, like Omar said, re- re-watch it, and the movie does stand up. I, I think it, it holds up over the years, even though, I mean, there is that whole sexual ten- sexual uh, aggression of Bill Murray, if you can call it that. I don't really know where he's hitting on every girl with legs uh, and boobs. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I thought it still, <laughs> it's still a great movie.
1: Uh, it is a great movie. And, wh- you know, one thing I would say, uh, you all have said everything great about it i, I would just say you know a, a little critique would be uh the character of winston just kind of seems like a, a token black man yeah uh, that's I've been thrown in that. there and it's kind of sad you know that he just is kind of he's such a great character and i think they really use him a lot better in uh the second film uh, so I actually like the second film better not because of that but you know i, th- I think it's just a all around better movie. Um, this movie only won one award surprisingly. And that was the BAFTA for best song, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, a great fucking song. Uh, Bill Murray's King. Um, it's a great fucking movie. I'm going to give it fucking five out of five. It's, it's great. Dax is a good pick. And it was my number two. So now I'm going to have to find a new movie
3: for that. You fucking <laughs> asshole. I, w- I was nervous about, okay. uh, about, about picking such a good <laughs> one, but uh, it's not like I was going to pick a bad one in my top three. So I don't feel, that bad
1: yeah yeah well that means that Ghostbusters is going to end up with a whopping 18.6 on the gray scale Ooh. starting out strong dax starting out starting <laughs> out really
4: starting out really strong but that's when you get that yeah. like, cue of the theme music dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh, I'm going I'm
4: going for music my- that was I don't either. I couldn't I can't do it. In my head I was I was gonna be able to do it and I was like, nope, I'm stopping right there. Um, and, and everybody and everybody thanked me for it. But no, so and uh especially uh Woody Harrelson thanked me for that. Or not Woody Harrelson, but Harrison, but Harrison Ford, another Harrison. Um no, and, and, don't, fucking and, do and don't fucking do this to me, Omar Don't fucking do this going. No. Indiana no. Jones and God the Temple it. of Doom what (laughs) Uh, the fuck so yes sir that's it's I mean it's it's a classic it's a blockbuster it's one of I mean it's one of uh Steven Spielberg's best maybe the best Indiana Jones I mean they're still trying to make Indiana Jones like to this day they're in bad production of another one with uh Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford in it not Woody Harrelson But um, (laughs) um, this this Um, this one's uh, really fun. It's the one uh, basically where uh, in 1935 Indiana Jones arrives in India, um, still part of the British Empire and is asked to find a mystical stone. So he stumbles upon a secret cult committing enslavement and human sacrifices in the catacombs of an ancient palace. Um, he has a little sidekick that reminds me of the, the kid from the Goonies. I don't know if it's the
3: same kid or not. But it
1: is the kid from the Goonies. Yeah,
3: you just skirted like, narrow racism right there. <laughs> <laughs> wait, yes. wait, wait! Omar can't be racist. He's black. Oh, that's right. I <laughs> forgot. Well, half, half. So
1: you know, I mean, I get. It half, half racist. racist. Can, yeah, great. I can
4: <laughs> half, 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 half the card. But um, I mean, this it's it's kind of scary. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, Indiana Jones yeah. is a classic. But like, I remember uh, the the scene where the 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 cannibals are like pulling out like the heart of that the the person and i was just like it was just like kid, uh, and, was, <laughs> <laughs> chanting it. and my, my little religious kid upbringing was like what's going on here but i mean it was just like so much adrenaline you know running through like and like i mean everything is like i feel like i feel like even in that year there was a knockoff to indiana jones that was released somebody might pick it so i don't even want to say it right now um, <laughs> but almost could have made my list too it was good
1: but this is better and uh yeah so i give it a five
4: what what up okay bitches? all awesome. right
1: Uh, Omar gives Indiana Jones and the temple of doom a five Dax. What do you think about uh, the temple of doom?
3: Uh, Super fun movie. It's really weird and dark. It's way darker than any of the other ones. Uh, There's fire everywhere. I mean, there's slave children. There's a weird baseball hatch kid named short round, which I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, it's, Unfortunately, it's my second to least favorite Indiana Jones movie. Uh, I like Last Crusade better. It's my favorite. Uh, So I'm going to give this one for just pure enjoyment a four.
1: All right. Dax gives Temple of Doom a four. Elizabeth, what do you think about the Temple of Doom?
2: Four. I remember watching this at my mom's cousin's house. She didn't realize that it was uh, such an adventure movie. and. Had so much graphic stuff in it, so I remember watching this when I was relatively young, and um, yeah, it terrified so wait, me. Like...
1: Wait, 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 wait! You couldn't watch cartoon ghosts, but you could watch a man pull someone's heart out of their chest.
2: Mom heard Indiana sit down Jones and burned alive. And she heard Indiana Jones and that it was some sort of archaeologist going on a mission, and she's like, "Okay, in, in, you guys can watch in the, this."
3: In the Midwest, in Indiana. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and oh it terrified God. me. It was it was super scary, but um it made an impression. Um so yeah, I I'm giving it a 4.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, this was my number 1 fucking movie. Oh, wow. Uh and I'm super bummed out that two of my movies have been taken so far. Uh, but that is the game. Uh, <laughs> fucking incredible cast. Harrison Ford is great. Kate Capshaw is my least favorite part of the movie. I think it's probably the way she was written though. Cause literally they just have her screaming and getting grossed out by disgusting bugs and shit. The whole movie or, or, you know, monkey's brains as they're at lunch. Um, and, uh, the the character of short round is so great and jonathan Key Kwan is so charming in that uh role i love that kid um you know even in the goonies he's great um i don't know i fucking love this movie uh roger ebert actually gave it a perfect review he Just gave a cup it four of uh Just your
2: cup of <laughs> Wrong movie a, <laughs> booty, yeah. a, a, bo- a booty trap <laughs> that's
1: what I said a booty twop $50, $50 bill that is the wrong movie uh, either way <laughs> same kid but, uh, but you know this movie was nominated for it, uh, best cinematography it didn't win but um, it did win the Academy Award for best visual effects and I think it totally deserves it it looks great um, you mentioned Dax it's your second to least favorite of the Indiana Jones series and Omar I think you said it was your your favorite uh, I think I um, think it, for me i would rank it second uh in in, in my I list i mean i would say uh, favorite,
4: favorite or close to with uh, i mean lost yeah. ark is good so
1: yeah Raiders of the lost ark is great but it is actually my least favorite of the original trilogy okay, wow. which I, I think is probably blasphemous to some people wow. um yeah. i think that the uh, the holy grail is my favorite for me sure me too um, yeah, it's so good. Uh, but but this one comes in a close second. I love it. Uh, I don't think the audience loved it too much because I don't think they were expecting such a dark movie. But I, without further ado, uh, am giving this movie a five, meaning uh, that Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is going to get 18 points on the grayscale. Uh, man, you all are starting T-tied out so strong.
3: <laughs> i told you this year is fantastic as far as movies go it's not like that we're picking from a, a shit list or anything yeah i have
1: yeah i
4: have a couple other bangers on here i can't wait to talk about so
1: i'm running out so i'm excited <laughs> that i'm next so i can at least put a movie on the fucking list before you get one of three to it <laughs> yeah we'll see how it goes um All right. Well, that's going to bring us to me. Uh, I'm next. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, the never-ending story.
4: Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. Oh. All right.
1: Interesting. Yeah. um, It it is interesting because I know that this is not loved universally. (laughs) See? (laughs) But (laughs) this is strange because I was going
4: to say like normally whenever we take all of your like your really top ones, you come out with some obscure ones in the end. But like you came out with... This is a pretty obscure one as well, but I thought about, yeah, let keep going.
1: Tell me about Yeah. It. Yeah. So well, the never ending story, uh, I think if I'm correct, was adapted from a Soviet book, actually like a Russian book. Uh, and made into the movie uh, but essentially um, it tells a story of 10 year old Bastion who uh, enters a bookstore to escape some bullies uh, and he ends up picking up the book The Never Ending Story uh, and of course the book allows him to participate in the plot of that book uh, in the book of course uh, you have young Atreyu who is trying to uh, save Fantasia uh, and the childlike empress from the nothing that is destroying it of course the nothing is a metaphor for uh, a decline in book reading and, and uh, people People, you know, actually diving into fantasy, um, which I think is pretty, uh, pretty genius. Um, the director was Wolfgang Peterson, who directed uh, Outbreak and a Perfect Storm, uh, starred Noah Hathaway, Barrett Oliver. The special effects and editing, uh, of course, have been criticized. Uh, they don't look great, uh, but they're they're charming. They're kind of like low budget, you know, uh, Falcor looks like a fucking, you know, puppet. It's OK. They got a flying um, dog, man. Come on. I know. I, it's <laughs> badass. I fucking love it. Um, and, and, but there's like scenes in this movie that are so adventurous that you're like so engaged in what's happening. And then there's also scenes that are going to tear your heart out. Like when Artax is sinking in the, you know, in the mud, uh, and he's dying, you know, the horse and Atreus trying to save him or, or a really terrifying scene where the wolf, I think it is, uh, Gamork. I mean, he's just so evil and terrifying. He's the one that's kind of helping the nothing. Um, and of course, you have the necklace, Orin. That's uh, kind of you know part of the story as well. It, it's just really a, a great fantasy movie, uh, and I love it so much. Uh, and I think it deserves everything um, you know of, of the five that I'm going to get it. So, Jax, uh, what do you think about the Never Ending Story?
3: Um, this is definitely a movie I watched a lot as a kid. Um, it yeah. also was around at the time when. Uh, you know, people didn't own a hundred movies in their house. They didn't own a bunch of VHS. They didn't own, you know, now we own thousands of movies. Uh, we have access to everything all the time. If you wanted to watch The never ending Story, you had to go to Blockbuster or your local rental store and pick it up. And as a yep. kid, I, I'm sure I rented this 10, 15, 20 something times. I probably watched it three to five times each. And I, you know, I, I knew it well. Um, it is not my typical genre um i don't typically go towards fantasy that sort of thing um it is very entertaining it's a fun movie but i i have a hard time with uh some of the uh the it's it, it is dated but you know i don't fault it for time that's not you know i don't know that it works for history and i it doesn't mean anything to me now um I'm generously going to give it a three.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, Omar, never ending story. What do you think about it?
4: Oh man. So whenever I was first looking up movies from a this one definitely stood out as a movie that molded me. Um, I even like rewatched the trailer to think maybe am I going to like, cause it's one of those things I know I watched it a lot when I was a kid, but there's only certain scenes I remember. I can't like remember the movie. I couldn't tell you what as you were describing it. I was like, oh yeah, that that did happen, you know. So, but um, I don't know if it molded me in a good way. I think it definitely molded me, but uh-huh. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if it molded me in a bad bad way either. But it, the jury's still out there. But it, but it definitely <laughs> had an, an impact on me because I mean, it, like, it was a little terrifying. I'm the thing about it is. If I didn't, the sequel, like, Return to Oz, right? Like, it's like.
3: (laughs) Oh, Jesus.
4: Anyway, like, that one fucked me up. I give it, listen, I would generously give it a 3.7 because I love you. Okay, <laughs> like, cause I, 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 after watching the trailer, I was like, I, I, I can't rewatch it. You know, like, I, I rewatched Ghostbusters. Yeah, you
1: can. You should rewatch uh, it. It's so good. I don't know. I like it's so
3: I, good. I like the second one better. Do you really? I do.
1: It tears like Jonathan Brandis better. No, me, so
3: I. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Something about the second one had a little bit like the elements were thought out a little bit better. Uh, I don't know something about it. I liked, I liked it all better. This one feels a little disconnected to me just generally. And I don't know.
1: I think the acting in this one is so much better than in the second one. And I like the second one just fine, but like the acting just takes me out in several scenes. The guy from, um, uh, quantum leap is in it.
3: <laughs> well, he, I like that he little kid a different man. movie after this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyway, okay, all right. Uh, Elizabeth, what do you think about the never-ending story?
2: I've never seen it. What Uh, the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What? I
0: know.
2: What? Is that insane? I know, it's my my genre. It's everything I should watch, and I haven't
0: seen it.
1: Uh,
3: I cannot believe that you have never seen this movie. I
1: know.
3: Yeah, you thought oh you had a home. Gosh. You thought you had a home run with this one. You're like, everyone's gonna see it. They're all gonna love it.
1: I figured. Yeah, I mean, it's my third. It's my third on this list because you all have already taken my first and second <laughs> one. So, <laughs> I mean, this is the this is the best I can do. I mean, anyway, <laughs> um, I, mean I, I gave it c- consideration on my
4: my list of like 12 movies, but it did not make the short list. It was not gonna make my list. Yeah, it didn't
3: yeah. make it didn't make my list of 12 at all
1: goodness well
3: i will say this i
2: will say this my cousins all watched it and they told me all about it
1: well (laughs) my mom wouldn't let me watch it though
2: because my cousins watched it and whatever (laughs) they watched we weren't Um, allowed to watch because it was probably scary
4: (laughs) chris you get your what is it supposed to be a point and a half or two two and a half points what do we decide two points
2: okay explain that to the listeners because they don't know
3: okay so here's the idea if no, if, it is if, if someone hasn't seen the movie to help keep from eliminating them out of the competition altogether, uh, we're going to start doing a 1.5 if someone's missing, uh, out of the, uh, the four of us.
1: That's right. And then if there, if all of us have not seen it besides the person that's put it forward, then they just get six automatic points, two points each. Right. Correct. Right. That's right. Okay, good. So that means that Never Ending Story is gonna end up with a thirteen point two on the grayscale. Uh, I cannot believe that. I cannot believe it. Uh, Elizabeth, <laughs> give us a movie
3: from nineteen eighty four. Okay. Wait, real quick real real quick, if you thought that I was here to pad out Chris's side, he is <laughs> uh, he's devastated now.
2: I know, and he's going to hate I'm me I'm five for this points one. behind,
3: y'all. He's
1: going to hate me for you this one, not, though. You better not take any of my shit.
2: <laughs> I won't, but you're going to hate me for the one that I did watch in 1985. My, uh, The first one I'm going to mention 1984, is- 1984, right, babe? Oh, sorry, 1984. Sorry, Ooh. 1984. Did you do the the wrong
1: year? <laughs> I hope she did.
2: I did not. I did not. I did not. <laughs> the Muppets Take Manhattan. You can check me on it. I'm okay. sure it was released in 19- Eighty four, but that's oh going that's to be my, on my, my list.
3: That's my number two.
2: Okay, so here's why it's on my list. <laughs> Cause I loved the Muppets as a kid. My mom actually let us watch this when I was a kid. <laughs> Even though Piggy and Kermit get married, which I still think is weird. Um <laughs> I mean I thought that when I <laughs> I think I watched this movie when I was five for the first time, so because I was only one at that point when it came out. But still, I thought it was weird that a frog and a pig would get married in the first place. Um,
1: it's just not anatomically acceptable. I, no. I, don't, I don't know why I don't, they thought that would work out.
2: I don't mind them having a relationship <laughs> or dating or whatever, but getting married just doesn't work in my brain cells. So <laughs> even as a five-year-old, I'm like, this doesn't work for me. <laughs> but I thought the it was really cool The relationship is fine. Just don't get married. Yeah, that's what my five-year-old brain thought. And uh, I just really love that Big Bird was in the audience when uh, Piggy and Kermit got married, though. So I was okay with the Uh, wedding scene because Big Bird was in it.
3: There were there were a bunch of uh, Sesame Street characters there. They had like, every yeah, basic were. like Frank Frank Oz Muppet that was created, and I think that I forget exactly what year it was before. But if Labyrinth was out, if any anything that they had done, any movie that was a Frank yeah. Oz something, they tried to bring them in. So
2: they did, yeah. And and it was on and and, and if you notice, the Sesame Street characters were on Kermit's side of the church, which makes mm. complete sense. <laughs> anyway. I I loved it. I I especially liked the introduction of rats, of the rats. Rizzo the rat was introduced in that one. So I'm giving it a five because I know that Omar hates it. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Dax, uh, since it was your number two, what do you think about Muppets Take Manhattan?
3: It's so much fun. Uh, there's so many like if you look at this just as like a film, there is so many uh, there's like set changes, there's costume changes. you know the the shot list would be just like a normal movie. This is a legit a shot for shot. If they did that with real people, it would be just as entertaining. Because it is really minute. well done.
1: Is this even oh never mind, go ahead.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I was thinking about animated movies and I'm like, this is not even an animated movie, but we're not doing that yet.
2: Nope. <laughs> I was saying I was are saying you, ha- you were gonna hate ha- me Chris? for saying yeah. <laughs> I was saying you were gonna hate me for saying that because it has Muppets in it, like never ending stories dog flying thing. But yeah, that's, that's
3: what I was about cool. to think. Um, I, I, I really, I love, uh, Muppets. I love them singing. I watched Muppet Babies as a kid. I watched the yep. Muppet show from like the seventies growing up. I yep. owned every Muppet movie. I owned, uh, uh, do you know, do you remember the Sesame Street movie? The like catch that bird? The big bird is on the run. Yes. Everyone's trying to catch oh, him. That, love it. That all made all me the cry cameos.
2: Big Bird was running away.
3: <laughs> I know you, you had a thing for Big Bird. Apparently I didn't know about. I
2: know. I do. did
3: do. I don't know. Is that Omar's nickname? (laughs) Big (laughs) Bird? Amazing. Um, Like, I love all the cameos in this, too. So you get Gregory Hines. You get Elliot Gould, Brooke Shields, Liza Minnelli. Joan Rivers as the perfume saleswoman is so fucking funny. She's so weird and big. And it's just, it's a great movie. It's great for kids. And if you watch it now, it holds up 100%. I know that pigs and frogs don't date or get married, <laughs> but they ended up having like kids. You don't know in, that in later films, they have kids. So that's way worse than this. I'm, I'm willing to <laughs> go to a frog pig we- wedding. I don't want to be in the delivery room. That's for sure. Um, I love this movie. It was my number two. I love Frank Oz. I think it's great. All the voices are wonderful. Um, five points for sure.
1: All right. Dax is giving it five points. Omar mu- Muppets take Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my
4: God. I'm really rethinking this whole Dax thing. <laughs>
2: Here's the, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to suggest it.
4: <laughs> um, so uh, I I think I've seen it. Um, I hate the Muppets. Um, hmm. <laughs> I I feel like Dax Have you? I feel like I have. I, I told the story on on the show before about how like I'm kind of traumatized by the Muppets. I don't know if it was Muppets Take Manhattan no. or if it this this actual Muppet movie, but I was hanging out with some cousins in Kansas, and I was probably like <laughs> 11 years old. Did they touch you with the Muppets? Um, it, no, it touched <laughs> show me. Where on the
2: puppet? Inappropriate, <laughs> inappropriate, in the in, in 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 in
4: <laughs> in wrong way. Um, but uh. <laughs> it, anyway so we were out just having some fun it was like probably like it was myself and the cousins were all brothers there's three of them the mcnary's uh li- for for listeners shout well, out calling them out for
2: me tweet, tweet, tweet.
4: <laughs> well, uh, but uh, no but so and, and we're having a lot of fun just like doing like boy things playing outside but then they got like, all excited like you want to watch the Muppets, and and like the, they all got so super excited about it that I was like, yeah, of course, because if you guys like it, I mean, like so far we're connecting on like, on all this other stuff, and the going. And I was like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, they can't be talking about actual puppets. They're not. They're not this <laughs> excited about watching puppets. I, 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 re- I remember going in. We sit down, and sure enough, they put it in. And and I think it really was Muppets Take Manhattan. It was like, a re- like, and I was like or maybe we unless unless was another one that was big like maybe 10 years later anyway i remember like there's,
3: a, there's like 10 I, yeah there's a lot I, of. Them. i remember like just
4: basically standing up and walking out like i was like traumatized <laughs> i was like i can't believe and we've never been friends to this day no that's not how the story ends but anyway um i, I so i don't know should i rank it either way it's gonna get like a a 1.5 a 1.5 1. One, 1. if 5. you haven't
1: seen it or I, is that what you're gonna uh, give yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> uh you're going to get a 1.5 for me too cuz I have not seen it. Um I ha- is this the one where they put Kermit on a bicycle?
2: Nope, that's uh, a great muppet caper.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's the gotcha. one that's the one in, right. in
3: England. Okay. This is yeah, the, this is I, I this is the one where uh Kermit uh, loses his memory and his virginity
1: apparently. Um <laughs>
3: so <laughs> that's the director's cut. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> Muppets. After he thinks John. he's a
2: business frog. <laughs> I
4: know, like I, I know the newer Muppets have had like some like funny people in it, so I know that like there's, I know people are gonna give me lots of shade for my comments, but I I'm sorry, I'm just not into the Muppets. I can't yeah. I can't do puppets, dude. It just doesn't work for me. And library is scary as fuck. So anyway,
1: I um, really liked the Muppet Babies TV show. I that's the only like Muppet shit I ever watched though. Uh, so I I have never seen any of the Muppet movies whatsoever they did, a,
3: uh, they did a they yeah. did a, a, a abc like primetime show recently where miss piggy was a late night talk show host and kermit was the showrunner and it's it's one of the funniest things i've ever seen it is really good it's shot like an office style sitcom where they do confessionals and i i love it uh, elizabeth if you have not seen it go find it you will die laughing it's so funny
0: that's
1: awesome. The uh, there's a podcast I listen to sometimes called Screen Drafts, and they talk about the Muppets movies. Constantly and about how great they are, so I, I I know that they're good, and at some point maybe I'll watch it. Uh, but that means that the Muppets Take Manhattan is going to get thirteen on the grayscale. So so far, uh, Ghostbusters in the lead with eighteen point six points, followed by Indiana Jones with eighteen points, then the Neverending Story with thirteen point two, and in last place the Muppets Take Manhattan with thirteen points. Could bring us round number two. Dax, back at you. What is?
3: Your next movie? Oh boy! Okay, so th- I told you this. This year is crazy. It is. There's so many things, and I'm, I've got a list for honorable mentions at the end. Um, I had a couple that could have fluctuated. I went back and forth on one and two. Um, I'm gonna go number two: uh, Gremlins. Ooh. So Ooh, this that's... is this is one of the. It's another. It's the '80s is weird. The '80s got so to do a lot list. of things. The, the 80s did like dark movies. They did uh, everything. The 80s is a reaction to the 70s. The 70s was really dark, really gritty in film and culture and everything. And all of a sudden, the 80s got to be bright. They got to be colorful. But it still had all the edge from the 70s in it. And even even in that Muppets movie, I mean Kermit loses his his uh, memory. It's like he's in the <laughs> business world in New York. It's super weird and kind of cutthroat. This is very much a product of that. It feels like a, a 70s like B movie. Um, it feels like a horror movie, but it's it's really not, and honestly it was really marketed towards kids. Um, and really as like a, almost like a family movie. Um, it's directed by J- Joe Dante, um, writer is Chris Columbus, which I know you guys know who that oh, is. Yeah. Uh, really, yeah. really great. Like pedigree with the entire movie. Um, Joe Dante did a bunch of horror. Uh, we don't even need to go down that rabbit hole. It's just too much to go through. Um, Phoebe Cates is in this. It's honestly, yes. it's, it's a bunch of people that you'd recognize, but you probably don't know their names. She's the biggest out of there. Um, uh, uh, businessman is on uh, some travels. He goes to get his kids a weird something from where, when he's on vacation he finds this little shop and buys what is called a mogwai. And, mogwai and he doesn't know what it is and it's kind of given to him in an odd way. It's a very peculiar why is he accepting this? How much did he pay for it? You know, and he, there's these weird ominous rules. So don't feed it after dark. Uh, don't get it wet. Um, and it's just, it's odd. So he's, okay, great. Said. This That's is, a, this, yeah, I'll just not feed it after dark. And, you know, it'll all be it's just a normal pet otherwise. So he brings it home to this kid and it's adorable. Name's the uh, Mogwai Gizmo. Uh, I had a cat named Gizmo growing up and uh, Gizmo's really cute. He sings. He's learning language. He's like cooing. It's adorable, super sweet. And then, of course, the rules come back to uh bite us in the ass, and uh, gets wet. Starts popping out little furry balls, and they turn out of his, into, out of
4: his ass, right? Like these balls just like start popping out of his ass. Right-
3: I was it was back, on his back, right? yeah. yeah, and uh, they turn into lizard-like gremlins, and they are not <laughs> not as fun as Gizmo. They were much
4: cooler. I, I disagree.
3: Well, I think they're okay. I think, <laughs> think they're way we,
4: more fun than Gizmo. Well, personally,
3: well, uh, I'll I'll bring up a bunch of Gremlins. I, I mean, to your I mean, house, was, and you was, tell was me the, how fun it is. Was the
4: was the movie <laughs> called Gizmo or is
3: the movie called Gremlins? That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, weird argument, but I'll go with it. Uh, and so they, they have to figure out what what do you do with these things? Do you kill them? Do you you know wrangle them? All the stuff. It's just so much fun. It's really funny too. In a in like dark Sense of humor way each gremlin starts to develop more and more personality which you get even more of in the second one with like spike and there's like punk gremlins which is super weird uh i love this (laughs) movie it's
4: weird weird. cool
3: yeah i exactly i love spike (laughs) um i i watched this movie a bajillion times i love me a horror comedy uh and i it's a five star for me for sure
1: all right, uh, Omar. What do you think about Gremlins? I, I love horror and comedy too.
4: Um, I, <laughs> I, 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 I it's on my short list, You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I give it a four point
1: three. <laughs> okay, uh, Elizabeth. What do you think about Gremlins?
2: I've not seen it.
1: That's I'm actually a little surprised by that. Surely you have seen it as an adult. Yeah,
2: yeah. It it should have been one that my my high school buddies who introduced me to all the movies. uh, They should have shown me that one, but it never came never came up. So, Beery Boys, you, you failed me.
1: I liked Gremlins. Um, I w- I didn't put it on my list. And, you know, it's not something that I've gone back and watched uh, since I was a kid. I think I preferred the second movie as a kid. I, I don't know. As an adult, maybe if I went back and watched both of them, uh, maybe I would be incorrect in thinking that. I don't know. But I-, I just haven't gone back and seen them. As it stands, I would give Gremlins a three on the grayscale. Right on. uh It's fun. But you know, it's it's just not something that molded me by any yeah, means. Yeah, it's super fun. Um,
4: it, it it I would say it molded me. I mean, Gizmo was really cute. Everybody everybody wanted the toy. They marketed it well. But the Gremlins mm-hmm. were just. I mean, like as they were definitely the. Uh, I guess what, antagonist of the shows, but like they like. Mm-hmm they were great. They were a lot of fun. I mean, they were gotten into like, they're just constantly getting into trouble. So like if you owned one, no, you wouldn't want it. You would much rather have the cute cuddly uh, gizmo, but, um, yeah, I don't know if you could train, if yeah. you could train a gremlin, you know, you can have a little gremlin army, just keep getting them wet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I, th- I believe that is part of the plot is that once a gremlin also breaks one of the rules as well, it gets significantly worse. If a gremlin makes a copy of itself more than a mogwai to gremlin. So, right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so gremlins is going to get 13.8 on the gray scale, which actually puts it right above the never ending story. Um, Omar, give us a movie. All right well this movie is going to surprise some of
4: you i think but um it, it wasn't <laughs> on the short list but after gremlins kind of came off and we had already gone over ghostbusters i'm like oh, i'm gonna have to put something else on there and i feel pretty confident about this one it's a ron howard directed movie in 1984 the cast is amazing i mean you can't go wrong with tom hanks uh daryl hannah uh-huh. I, I, I never really i mean she's gorgeous um i don't know what else she's in forgive me but then you have eugene levy obviously kill bill the, the uh the eyebrow is in this movie as well and so uh <laughs> I, I, I i give i give this movie a five and i give wait it, what I, is it splash
3: yeah you haven't said i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> there splash it is. splash yes i'm sorry <laughs> how, I, I, how, I figured everybody the, the maybe the plot or anything like Okay, with- yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay, yes. You are going to get all of that and, <laughs>
4: and and it's getting it's getting a 5 because um, so Reading from IMDb, a young man is reunited with a mermaid who saved him from drowning as a boy. He falls in love with her, not knowing who she is, who she is or what she is. So it's just a, a a love story, which is why it's surprising for some. But I mean, it's well acted, well directed. I mean, I watched it. I mean, it's one of those things like it it shape the love story aspect of it definitely like shaped me. I didn't watch a lot of love stories when I was a kid, but uh, this is one of the ones that. Um, mermaids, man. Like, who does who 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 doesn't want to fall in love with mermaids? Do I have to say anything else?
3: What 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 about uh, pigs and frogs? This is mermaids and (laughs) men. What are we doing here?
4: Mermaids and men are okay. Have you not seen like, uh, like, was it? Uh, oh, what's the Disney one? Holy <laughs> shit, I'm spacing it.
2: The Little Mermaid,
4: thank you. Yes, he has legs by then. <laughs> the, I was missing the, the.
0: yeah, that's tough.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. And you give yes. me a hard time oh for Rick Moranis
4: <laughs>
1: Mick Marinus. All right, Whatever. so you're going to give Splash a five. Uh, Dax, what do you think about Ron Howard's Splash?
3: Uh, owned this movie growing up. I love this movie. Uh, Omar, I do have one question. Is it a, uh, uh, a romance movie? Is it a rom-com? Is it a chick flick even? <laughs> 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 um, man, yeah, there's, there's not a lot. I mean, it's Tom
4: Hanks, but it's not really a comedy. So. Oh, okay. So I I'll guess take your the,
3: word for it.
1: <laughs> so it's kind of like a romantic movie in the same vein thing? as like
3: Sleepless in Seattle. I do. 100%. Okay. I think, I think that the, the, the acting and the banter between the two is really kind of what makes this movie. And you have some of the best comedians of the day showing up with Eugene Levy, John Candy. Um, the whole movie is just charm just all day. Um, it's also quite sad. Um, it's a literal fish out of water story. Um, and right. yeah. so you, you have, you know, her, she wants to be in love. She likes her life and, but it's not where she belongs. And it is a complete fantasy movie, of course, but you believe it. You actually believe this mermaid could come again out of the water, fall in love with the man, get a real life. Uh, she's named Madison after Madison Avenue. Uh, in the movie she just looks at a street sign my little sister was named madison after this movie um oh
2: my gosh
3: (laughs) and so i we've watched it a, a million times it's so good it's really funny uh i would totally give this five stars what was it on your list um it's i'm you know i'm i'm in a it's everything is kind of rotating and fluctuating with uh everyone picking all each other's movies. I had a, I had a list of, uh, of about 12 that I picked and, you know, eight or nine of them. I figured I might need access to. So I, you know, I did my prep or whatever. I I couldn't tell you exactly what number it was because I did, I did the top three and then I had a pool to bank from. So if I needed to, I would have grabbed it potentially, but, uh, Yeah. yeah, it was close. All right. So, uh,
1: Elizabeth, what do you think about splash?
2: Okay. I have not seen it
1: <laughs> oh my god
2: <laughs> but when i was doing research this was the only movie disney put out in 1984 that wasn't that this was, was new. a disney movie yeah
1: yeah i feel like there is there not nudity in this movie
3: uh no it's pg so. it's imp- weird it's imp- okay it's implied i think in the bathtub when she's uh, like, uh ma- it, becoming a mermaid or, or, or you know like that yeah
2: so i should have seen it yeah. is the th- is the point is that i should have seen it but I was looking it up, and I could not remember it to save the life of me. So maybe yeah, I did see it. I just, it. It made no impression you, if I did. So yes, it's I on to- my list of things to watch.
4: I clearly need to rewatch it. I think too. Um, just by Dax's description, it made me want to watch it again because I was connecting more with some stuff I hadn't thought about, like mermaids for, in the bathroom. I mean, well, no. I mean, <laughs> like, I, mean I guess more. That's what I More was of the about. comedy side. I think, like, I saw it when I was so young that, like, I, a lot yeah. of the comedy probably yeah. didn't land land with me at all, and so I only got the story of you know, like, fish out of water story part of it. So
1: yeah I would agree I, I saw this when I was very young and I I have not seen it since um, I will say this that um, Daryl Hannah uh, is a great actress and actually she's the only actress I've ever met in real life like f- you know very famous person um, and she was just absolutely lovely uh, and, and and wonderful um, so you know just to throw that out How there much if taller anyone's was wondering she than what you. Daryl How, Hannah's like do you like, have
4: any pictures yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: They did, but they, I think we were they, about the same
3: height. They cut her head off <laughs> in the picture.
1: <laughs> it's just like it's just like knees down. That's where this. That's hilarious. This well, she was the what was it? The attack of the fifty-foot woman or whatever. Absolutely, Wasn't she in that. Yes, yeah, she's great. So so anyway, uh, splash. Ron Howard's a great director. I like a lot of his movies. Uh, Tom Hanks is. You know, I love Tom Hanks from the eighties. I don't know if I love, I don't know if I love him now. Uh, but but either way, um, it is a very good movie from what I remember. I think I'm kind of on Omar's plane where all I really remember is uh the the fact that there was a half naked mermaid. Uh, you, you know, watching it as a young man. But uh, I I don't know. I, I'm gonna give it a three because I know it deserves it. It's very good. Um, that's gonna give Splash a
3: fourteen. It deserves 5. more than a three. You. Zipper. Yeah, you dude. met you met her in person. She was very nice. I I'm, she was lovely. I'm telling Daryl you gave her a movie, and movie. she's a great actress. Out of, out of five hey.
1: possible points, I see you, Chris. <laughs> hey, if we were if we were doing Kill Bill, I'd give it you know a much higher score. But we're not. We're doing Splash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's going to bring us to my next movie, which uh, I'm putting it out there, and I hope that uh, I get a little bit of love on it. Um... <laughs> Uh, but I'm I'm going to be playing the Karate Kid here. Hey, uh, of course oh. there, it the, uh, there it is. I yeah. was wondering
2: if it was going to come up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Karate Kid, of course, is about 17-year-old Daniel uh, from New Jersey, who's relocating to Los Angeles uh, and has trouble uh, from, of course, being bullied uh, over the attention he receives from Elizabeth Shue. Uh, well, that's the actress. Um, and then it just so happens that the Karate Master, Mr. Miyagi, lives next door uh, and ends up training him to face his challenges. Uh, and the Cobra Kai in a tournament. Um, This was directed by John G. Avildsen. Uh, It starred Ralph Macchio. I hope I'm saying that right. It's uh, Italian, so I probably got it wrong. Uh, Pat Morita, William Zabka, and Elizabeth Shue. It's such a good movie. It's so much fun. It's, um, you know, as a kid, uh, as a young boy, I think there was a lot of karate movies that came out. Uh, but I think they were all inspired by this movie. So you have movies like Sidekicks with Jonathan Brandis and Chuck Norris that kind of like mimicked it a little bit. Um, you know, so I think it was a very inspirational movie as far as like, uh, other people trying to copy its success. Um, it spawned, of course, two sequels, a remake, three, uh, and then of course, oh, it's, oh, there are four, sequels.
3: four sequels and a remake. Holy shit. And the TV and, show. And of course
1: the TV series. Yeah. yeah. So the TV show Cobra Kai is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't been watching that, it's so good. Um, Ro- Roger Eber gave it four stars. I, it's a great movie. And of course I'm going to give it a five on the grayscale. What do you uh, think about Karate Kid Dax?
3: Um, I, you know, this is one of the most iconic 80s movies of all time. Yeah, for sure. Yep. The music, not just the score, which the score is incredible. And you could listen to that score getting ready to make a sandwich and you will make the best goddamn sandwich you've ever made in your entire life because <laughs> you're so right. motivated. And, uh, it's, <laughs> uh, it's so much fun. Ralph Macchio is so odd uh he's so lanky he's tiny he's really funny he's very charming for someone that kind of was really unknown at the time pat Morita, is a he's a stand up comedian he's he's you know doing the circuit in la in new york he's not an actor he's not this big guy um, and so really just kind of interesting choices to put all these people together. Elizabeth shoe. You believe she falls in love with them. You believe everything. Um, the scene. Elizabeth
1: shoe from back to the future
3: fame, by the way, uh, uh, <laughs> she, uh, the, him
2: two points for that reference. Yeah,
3: That's fair. <laughs> um, the, the scene at the amusement park, the, uh, arcade water park, all that so so lovely like you just wanted to be in love you wanted to be a kid you wanted to go out um it's funny because it is directed by you said John G Avildsen uh he directed Rocky and this yeah. movie is essentially Rocky it's basically it it's the kid yeah. that didn't didn't fit in least likely Trained by someone who doesn't seem like the person that would be the best trainer in the world, uh, falls in love. It is literally the exact same plot as Rocky, but you don't care. You're just having so if much fun. If it ain't fun. broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Let's make all the Rocky <laughs> movies. They that that series did get broken a long time ago, but they revived it with Creed. So good for them. Um, and so I, I, I don't know. I just can't, I can't say enough good things about this movie. I want to go watch it right now. It was my number. Same. It was my number one. Um, Oh dude, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I, you know, I told you I got a pool. <laughs> um, I knew, I knew that it, I knew that it would be risky to not put it. I could have put this at number three cause I just love it that much. And I wanted it to be on my list, but yeah, I'm going to give it five for sure. Five points. No, no question. Um, and and i you know i love some of the sequels too i think two is really strong it's really fun three is weird um you know in two he does fight someone to the death potentially he doesn't kill him but it's a fight to the death and then three picks up right where one left off which is really it's a weird cut back to number one almost like two didn't happen uh it's a, it's a great series, though. Uh, it, everything works, even, even the weird bad parts, uh, cause there's a big plot hole at the end where, uh, he, he kicks, uh, uh, he kicks, um, what's his face? Is, uh, William Zabka's character, Johnny. He kicks him in the face <laughs> in the competition. Sweet yeah. He kicks him in the face in the competition that's the amateur karate, like 18 and under competition. I don't know that that was a legal move. After, you know, <laughs> other people had been docked points for, like, kicking someone in the knee, that the face kick to the head was, that's all good. Yeah, you win. Hooray. You know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of, like, stories and theories about this movie and things that don't work or whatever. But, you know, everything is firing on all cylinders. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. So.
1: What do you think, Omar? Um Hmm.
4: It's the Karate Kid. I mean, so it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's iconic. Um, I, I mean, the only critique I could give it, and I would give it, would is that it seems a little slow. Um, it's one of those movies hmm. that, like, it's, it's. I, I don't. For me, uh, don't do we own this movie? I know that the kids have watched it, and I, I feel like we do. And I i sat down and i just couldn't sit down and watch watch the whole thing it wasn't one i could like i mean there's definitely scenes that are fun to rewatch. i mean the ending scene is so much like you know like heating his leg and, and the, like the audience is like it, it's a it's a great movie so i mean at least a four
1: i think i'm just solid four solid four okay all right uh elizabeth karate kid you own it
2: yeah, I have seen this movie. Yes, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Actually, the Beery Boys, speaking of which, actually showed me this movie. Um, I I remember watching it when I was younger, so it made an impression for sure. Um, I I was one who really enjoyed karate movies for a while, and I I want to push back on this being one of the first karate movies. I'm not sure that's right because wasn't uh there was a famous karate uh, now I can't remember his name Bruce Lee, um, a guy who no. Yes, who was around in the seventies, but he died. Um, I
1: I guess what I mean by karate, like like teenage karate movies. okay, okay. That's kind of what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah, there was kung fu movies and shit from the seventies and well, stuff. What year did the teenage
4: mutant m- m- uh, teenage
1: mutant ninja turtles come out? <laughs> I think like eighty later. Okay, th- eighty six.
3: or I think something, maybe. I think it's eighty eight. Uh, probably. I yeah, saw anyway. it, I saw it in the yeah. theaters, That's and six. if I was born in eighty four, then for sure it was, had to be at least eighty eight. That that only strengthens this
4: point.
1: Never mind.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, I'm going to give it a four, though. I really enjoyed the movie. It's held up. Yeah. I like the movie.
1: I agree. Uh, That means that Karate Kid is now tied with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, All right. That was a pretty good choice, I think. Elizabeth, that's going to bring us to your next movie. What are you going to play?
2: Okay, Dax, I'm relying on you for this one, okay? (laughs) Right on. Um, I'm going to say 16 Candles because I'm the girl and (laughs) I know, I know, I know, but it was one of the first, um, chick flicks. I don't really think it was a comedy necessarily, but it was a drama with girls in it that falling in love and coming of age and all the things. And her whole family forgets her birthday, her 16th birthday, because her big sister is getting married and her big sister's a complete ditz. Can't stand the big sister at all. But I, I love the, the, uh process of the lead character just coming into her own in a way and I don't know it's it's one of my favorite girl movies to watch uh and always has been since I the first time I watched it so I'm giving it a 5 Omar walked away All so right. he gives it his 1.5 cuz clearly he doesn't <laughs> know what <I'm> about. <laughs> uh
1: okay uh this is a John Hughes film uh so Dax what do you think about 16
3: candles um, I love uh, John Hughes, especially, you know, everyone always says his, you know, his teen movies are the best. Uh, I, I tend to agree for the most part. Um, I, have, uh, I have issues with this movie over some of the other John Hughes movies. Uh, does not mean I don't love them. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall, again, basically, and Molly Ringwald are basically playing their uh, breakfast club roles. They're basically yeah, the true. same character. And so I, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't have any problem doing that. Molly Ringwald is John Hughes's muse at the time. He's writing movies for her, uh, directing her. Um, he saw her in a headshot um, and just said, we want a girl like that. And that was the, the idea of we want a girl like that. And at some point they just brought her in and, she was just the person. And so as he's writing this movie and doing that, they, he actually wrote The Breakfast Club as well, uh, put her in it, did the whole thing, and it, they kind of are hand in hand movies together uh, shot yeah. really close together work. They actually work together with the actors. John Hughes is one of the best people for collaboration, especially uh, in the eighties. There wasn't improv the same way that the nineties, 2000 movies do improv. Uh, but so to take people's uh, feedback and put it into the actual movie, do things that make it better. John Hughes is one of the best for that. Um, I do uh, cringe at long duck dong every time. It is so (laughs) weird. I've never, I've never liked it. He's doing the big cliche Asian teeth thing. His name is long duck dong. I mean, everything is just (laughs) so problematic. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall gets, he's going to, he's, he's trying to get the underwear to prove that he was with the girl. I mean, there's a lot of like weird things that you're like, Ooh, like it's a little cringy at times. Um, uh she Molly Ringwald's uh trying to f- fall in love with the guy that she likes Jake Ryan uh she's trying to get attention from him it's a little odd too because uh i don't know that she really does anything that earns the turn where he's interested in her at the end it just kind of works I out i always
2: thought he was like and, i always thought he was kind of interested in her in her anyway like he always just was and well, it was like her realizing that she didn't have to change she was, for him to notice her,
3: right? And and I, I do love that. It's it's a very female empowerment movie. I will one hundred percent disagree. This is completely a comedy. This movie is really funny. It is set. It sets out to be a comedy and it succeeds. Um, I, I love this movie. I give it a four point five for sure.
1: Okay, uh, Dax's first decimal point, <laughs> uh, four point five. There, uh, Omar. What do you think about Sixteen Candles? One point five. I haven't seen it. Okay, yeah. all right. I, I, re- I really don't think Elizabeth called it. I think
4: you. I think you. Um, like I think you've played this movie movie before, and like I get confused because there's movies like this, mm. and I and I and so yes. it's easier well, for me. You guys just you to, guys.
3: It's it, just, you guys had a I hard don't... time with pretty and pink and this. Yeah. 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 You guys yeah. got those two confused. So, so that's yeah. why I'm yeah. just
4: staying away from it on this episode. I'm just, it's, it's not disrespect to the movie. Like yeah. you guys <laughs> did a really good summary of it. I think it's it, like, I mean, it is a good movie. I mean, I, I'm, I I would agree with you guys with the, I'm like, I, I'm willing to watch it, but I have no, I don't, I can't say that I've seen it and actually score it. Cause I'll get confused between that plot and plots of other movies that are similar and stuff. Cause that, that
1: sure. Is. Yeah. Uh, okay. So 1.5 from Omar. And then uh, on the controversy of long duck dong, I will say this um, <laughs> Roger Ebert actually defended the actor and said that he thought that he elevated that performance past uh, any sort of, you know, Asian stereotype into a very humorous, uh, way. And he didn't want to take away from what the actor did in the movie. Um, and so, you know, there's differing opinions there. I I don't know. I, I laughed when I was a kid, of course, I thought it was funny. Uh, I have not seen this movie since I was a kid. Uh, and so therefore I don't know how I would feel about watching it today. And maybe it would be different,
3: you know? Well, Um, he, he's very reminiscent of the, uh, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's performance, where sure. the neighbor comes out all the time and is just so over the top, so big. And I think he's kind of was that's still the direction that uh a cliche Asian actor is having to do to be famous in Hollywood at that time. And, you know, that's the sad part yeah. is that he is a good actor. He's doing a good job. He's doing what he's told and what he's asked to do and he's doing it well. Mm Um, yeah, but he just wouldn't be asked to do that today. And so
1: Getty Watanabe uh, is his name by
3: the way. So, and he's been um, a bunch of stuff too. He's, he's been good on his whole career.
1: Yeah. Um, it's so funny cuz whenever I sat down to look at the movies from 1984 and I was going through 16 Candles, I immediately thought to myself, "Oh yeah, that's the one with Ducky and Annie Potts is <laughs> in it." And you know, and I'm like, "Okay, I might play that one." And then of course, whenever I went to go actually look at the synopsis, I was like, "That's not 16 Candles." <laughs> so, uh I'm I kind of agree with Omar in that this movie is just way too much uh like um God, I can't even think of the other one. What's the other one called? Pretty Breakfast Club,
2: Pretty and Pink. Uh,
1: no, 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 no. There's a couple no. of them.
4: There's,
1: oh. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty and Pink. Thank you. Yeah. it's. I know that the plots are different, and they're different movies. I get that. Also, this but one was first. Right, re- I know. I know. I know. But I, I can't say. I, I like the other one so much better. I just can't say that this one's you know going to make my list at all. And so I think it's good. John Hughes is great, uh, and I'm going to give it a three and kind of just leave it there. All right. So that means that 16 candles is going to get 14 on the grayscale. All right. So that's going to wrap up round number two. Uh, So, so far, we've got for round two Gremlins at 13.8, Splash at 14.5, Karate Kid at 18.
4: Same number for Splash at three as you did for 16 candles at three. So
1: moving right along. What's those I haven't seen those movies.
2: (laughs) Splash still got more points.
1: I. Splash did get more points, but I also haven't seen those movies since I was a kid. And so I'm saying they're good movies. I remember liking them, but I I need to watch them as an adult to give it any higher than a three. They certainly didn't mold me is all I'm saying. Uh, And then, and then 16 candles, of course gets 14 points. Uh, That's going to bring us to the last round here. Dax. Okay.
3: So your movie with karate kid being removed from my number one, um, I'm going to, I'm bouncing between a couple uh, I have a couple that I could throw in here. Uh, if I negotiate with myself, it's a little tough. I picked up. This is this was going to be my number four. If it came down to it, uh, it was really hard to put it at number four, not some of the others. So I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Terminator. Okay, uh, okay. James okay, James okay. Cameron. Uh, really early on in his career, he's not James Cameron yet. Uh Arnold is not Arnold. I mean he is he is a risk to put in a movie. He doesn't open a movie. He's been in He was uh, in Conan. Sure, but Conan is not the huge commercial success it's, that that yeah, this, crea- this this created a franchise uh this second Conan movie. I actually really like the second Conan movie, Conan the Destroyer. Same. Um Yeah. But uh this movie really another one that I love because it is In the '80s, when female empowerment becomes a real thing in in film, and you know, granted they're not making the films, they're not making the decisions, but Linda Hamilton in this movie is a badass, like bona fide badass. Like you cannot deny her presence on screen. You can't deny her ability to make you believe that she is important to the future of the human race. I mean, that's a, that's a tall order for any actor to say I'm this important and still be vulnerable at the same time. That's a tricky balancing act. And I love the way she does it. Um, Arnold at this point still is, he's barely legible. A lot of the times so you don't understand everything <laughs> he says. And for that reason, this is the one he's the bad guy instead of the good guy. Um, he, doesn't speak very much. He speaks in short sentences and bursts. He created the catchphrase in this movie. Um, and it's so much fun. It's not thought of as the great uh, action movie, the best James Cameron, the best whatever with uh, Terminator 2, the follow-up, of course. But with this movie, I watch it almost like an indie movie where it feels like, young actors. It feels like young Hollywood. It feels like everything is practical. Everything is low budget. He grabs a pair of sunglasses off the rack. There wasn't corporate sponsorship for the sunglasses brand. It's all just off the cuff. They're figuring it out. They're making up effects and, uh, And if you watch it today with those eyes, uh, I think it will hold up better for you if you watch it with the history of, like, where the franchise went and where effects went in Hollywood. Because James Cameron is most known for not even being a director, but being an innovator of film camera technology, of special effect technology. I mean, he created a lot of tech. He spent five years creating the technology just to make Avatar I mean, he spent yeah. years creating the technology to make the movie he wanted to make. And he's doing that in this. And I, I really love it. Uh, really quick, it's a cyborg sent from the future back to kill uh, the people, essentially everybody that will be part of the resistance or create the resistance that will take down the future cyborg robot community that takes over the world. Uh, in what we, lear- what we learned to be Judgment Day and is uh, controlled by a company called Skynet. Um, and it just, it starts and it goes and it's it's very uh, tantric. It goes the whole way and it will not stop until it's over. And I, I, I love it. I think it's really fun. And there are a lot of iconic scenes, a lot of iconic shots. Obviously, Hasta La Vista Baby and I'll Be Back are, you know, how are you, you know, what are more iconic than those phrases they've been used in every parody movie and TV show and Simpsons Family Guy everything so uh, I love it uh, I'm gonna I have to, I'm still gonna give this one a five stars I think it's that good
1: sure uh, Omar what do you think about Terminator I, mean, I think that was a
4: very passionate description of the movie and just the franchise and I'm a believer I doesn't make me want to rewatch that one but it does make me want to rewatch T2 I'm like I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like yeah I yeah. Get- Everything you're saying is good, but rewatchability for me in the movie is just not there. Um personally, I, it's it's on my long list, but not on the short list. Mm-hmm. I mean, um everything, I mean, I can't add to what you said. I mean, you said it beautifully, but I just it's one of the same things Chris said, you know, so
1: I'm going to give it a 3 for that reason. So. All right. Uh, Elizabeth Terminator, have you seen it?
2: I have seen it. It did not mold me. It gets a 3.
1: Okay. Um Sorry to say, uh, I did not care for this movie. Uh, and, you know, I'm not saying that what you said is untrue. I think you're sure. right. I think James Cameron, uh, very respectable as far as, you know, his origins and and creating this this uh, movie and, and uh, franchise and everything. Um, but I, like Omar said, I, I never wanted to go back and watch this one. All I ever want to do is watch T2. Uh, T2 yeah. is just... So so the, good, the, the liquid uh, dude, man. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I think that's his, just... his actual name in the movie is Liquid Dude.
1: <laughs> right, that's how he how he's credited. Right, the yeah. end credits, Liquid Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then it dri- and it drips in. <laughs> I see the T one thousand or something like that.
3: Um, the, in the second no, one, I think the T one thousand.
4: aren't they the ones? Aren't they like just the the mini? The, they're the ones that are the actual robot
1: ones. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't, I don't remember.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah. You guys didn't I, even I'm watch gonna, this one. <laughs> 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 we, we, we definitely watched we don't it. don't
1: remember it for
4: sure. We're, we're trying to talk yeah, about it. I just it. don't
1: remember. <laughs> um, I am going to give this movie a 2.5. Oh, wow. I, yeah, it's not my favorite by any means. It definitely didn't make a list for me. And I'm sorry, Dax. I don't no, mean to give your movie the, a low
3: score. but This is a, this is an interesting year because there's a lot of iconic movies. But that being said, the age we're at, uh, the time period we're in, the, the amount of years that's passed since then, a lot of these movies don't play on TV anymore. And a lot of us don't yeah. watch TV. We don't turn on TNT when we come home to watch reruns right. of Terminator. But if it were on, if it were in the zeitgeist a little more, if it was sitting on Netflix, you mu- you guys might have watched it in the past three or four years. And it, it doesn't exist in the culture the same way that certain movies do right now. And for that reason, I think it's sad. But I also understand why uh, you didn't just watch the last 30 minutes last week and you watched the beginning 30 minutes a month ago and, you know, are, are waiting for it to record on your DVR next week so you can actually watch it from beginning to end. So hey, unless you had to own say, it, though, you don't next- really get it. A- yeah.
2: I will say, Dex, it's on Prime right now. I, I made my list of 1984 movies that I had seen and went through mm-hmm. and made sure I knew where to find all the movies if I wanted to rewatch any, and this one is on Prime. So if you guys want to watch it, yeah. go watch it now.
1: It's good to know. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right, uh, Omar, that's going to bring us t- uh, to your last movie that you're going to contribute to this list. What do you got Man, for us? there's
4: a lot of pressure on this one for some reason. Um, I feel like there's like no... <laughs> Choose wisely. I feel like there's a no brainer as far as like the better movie to choose right now. But if I'm going to be honest to like modability there's another movie on my list that like when I was a kid I rewatched multiple times and thought it was hilarious. So I'm going with my gut, going with my heart, and we're going with Police Academy. Um, okay, yeah. good. good choice. Yeah, I mean this nice. show is uh, directed by. Uh, Hugh Wilson um, really like there's uh, there's some people in here that like I'm looking at the the names of characters like n- nobody's like really stands out I think that Steve Gutenberg's and some other stuff but Michael Winslow uh-huh. the guy the that b- the, uh, Michael Winslow <laughs> though, the, the guy that does all the voices and stuff I believe uh, he plays uh the character Larvelle Jones uh, but uh, he's he's in a couple other movies as well. But he is like he can just do sound effects of like all of this random stuff and like this throughout the movie, he's he's doing it. And it's just like uh, one liners after one liners, slapstick comedy. You have like you know, like action comedy, people like you know, getting hurt, falling, like you know, police cars, you know, just dumb police. The the, the plot of the movie is like you it's, it's a police academy, and it's just these uh-huh. people that are like. Want to be cops, but they don't really have a whole lot of special skills, and they're just kind of quirky, and they, 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 yeah, they're
3: they're kind of untested. Yeah, and they band together
4: to get through the academy, but it's 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 hilarious. Just a bunch of, it's fun. It's interesting though. I mean, they made some other police academies afterwards, but other than that, um with the same cast. But other than that, like a lot of these people. Um, forgive me, you know, like, I mean, Moses Hightower, Bubba Smith, like, I mean, these people that I don't, you don't, there's not household names by any means compared to some of the other movies I could have chosen from 1984, but I'm giving yeah. police, I'm giving police Academy, uh, solid 4.8 on the grayscale. It's, it's a good movie. I it rewatched ability too. I mean, just cause it's funny. Um, it's, it's one of those things. It's just lighthearted. Um, Yeah. Kids can watch it. In fact, I think our kids should watch it.
1: <laughs> all <laughs> right. So Omar is giving it 4.8 on the grayscale DAX.
3: What do you think about Police Academy? Um, my grandmother owned all eight Police Academy movies. <laughs> eight. Uh, so I have seen. I have seen all of them. It's seven or eight. I forget. The last one is Mission to Moscow, and it's not numbered, so I always forget. Uh, and so the I watch this movie a lot. I watched all of those movies a lot. The odd thing about this one is I did not watch this one until I was about 12, because this is the only one that is rated R. Mm. So I didn't watch this one when I was a kid. I didn't grow up with it the same way that I did the other ones. The second one is PG-13. The others are all PG. They realized that they had a family franchise as opposed to like a comedy hit for adults. Um, I love yeah. Steve Gutenberg. There's uh, a lot more sex I love, in the first uh, one for sure there's i'm pretty sure there's full-on nudity and there's maybe a love connection scene that is a little risque for a kid under a teenage age um i I haven't watched this in a long time it's another one that just doesn't exist in the zeitgeist the same way these movies are a little bit panned as far as as the series went on i think they all work they're fun like omar said you know uh um, Michael Winslow is hilarious. Uh, uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Hightower. Yeah, and the whole fine. cast is is really diverse. It's really fun. Hightower. Uh, I forget which one it is. He has to uh, commandeer a car. He's six foot eight or something. Gets a little car. Has to rip the front seat out. He drives from the back seat of the car. You know they do a lot of <laughs> a, a lot of gags. Um, it's it's not quite. Um, naked gun slapstick parody but it's very much in that vein of a slapstick sort of uh it's a parody of a cop movie and it's very in keeping with like stripes and even like ghostbusters yeah. and things like that that it's are just, very much the of cast, the time
4: i feel like, well, it had like a, I, I mean, mean it, it was a good cast for what it what they did but it seems like some of the other things you're naming like had like bigger actors went on to do other things you know too so
3: um, is, Kim Cattrall is probably the next biggest name. She's in Sex and the City, which I'm sure Omar has not seen. Um, and Mannequin. Yeah, of course. Like, a, a lot of these people were in movies. Okay. They were doing things. They were they were character actors. Um, a, a lot of these people, I believe, were also doing, like, stage stuff. They were doing TV. They were just kind of – you. when you have a cast that's so big that, like this, you can't get 40 people that cost – a million dollars a piece. You just have to get character actors, lesser stuff, keep the budget down. Uh, it's one of the sad things about movie making that, you know, sometimes you don't get the person you want just based on their quote for whatever they want for a movie. Uh, I love, I love this movie. I think it's really fun. Uh, I, I can give it for sure. I give it a four, but I haven't, I haven't watched it in quite a while. I'd be happy to watch it if we were uh, all sitting here together. I think it'd be a really fun time. But it doesn't exist in my brain uh, throughout you know my day to day, so can't yeah. quite quote all the all the lines like you're saying. But I, I would tell anyone that loves movies, that loves comedy, or lo- just loves the '80s, you have to watch this. Movie. It's
1: a lot of fun, yeah. Okay, uh, Elizabeth, what do you think about Police Academy?
2: I have seen this movie. Oh, <laughs> I didn't watch it until I was in my 20s, though, so it didn't mold me, <laughs> but it. It was yeah, it was a good comedy that I remembered. <laughs> Does that count for something? Um, <laughs> sure. So um I am gonna give it a 3.2 though. I um for for me, what I remember, and I could be very wrong about this, there wasn't really much of a storyline and when I watched it I was really into storyline. It was just sort of like people working through Police Academy with all, like Omar said, like a lot of one-liners that were hilarious. So, but, but you have like the so, like yeah.
4: banding together, like the under—it's the underdog storyline,
1: is what it is, a little bit. Yeah, yes, that makes much. sense. That makes yeah.
2: sense. But I'm I'm going to give it a okay. three point two.
1: All right, uh, and I really liked Police Academy as a kid. I thought it was very funny. I think I've probably seen the first three or so. Um, you know, I don't—I definitely did not watch all eight. <laughs> uh, but this first one was uh, a whole lot of fun. I remember really trying to mimic all the noises. <laughs> it's impossible. Uh, you know, just constantly. He's hilarious. Yeah, the, the, yeah, no way. He was no so way. good yeah. at
3: being able to do that. Can someone please do one of the noises? I want anyone to try. <laughs> Not me. I
4: already tried to do Indiana Jones theme music earlier and I and I was, started hearing Star I started, I started hearing Star Wars in my head and dun, I was just dun, like dun.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, I I can't do it. I mean, but he's, he's so incredibly talented, and Steve Guttenberg is great. He was in a lot of movies from the '80s and kind of fell off. Uh, I'm thinking Cocoon, Three Men um, and a Baby, Three Men and a Baby. Okay, Don't tell her it's that's me. Where he's from yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, I, yeah, Police Academy is great. I'm going to give it a four on the gray scale. So um, that means that Police Academy is going to have 16 points. And that Better brings us thought. to my. No, it was a great pick, man. Seriously. Uh, it's a, it's a funny movie. I bet you're going to take this other sure. one going to
4: choose. I bet you.
3: <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I bet you.
4: How I much you know. bet? We'll, we'll see. see. You want to bet yeah. points on that? I, I, <laughs> I, bet, I bet a full point.
3: Oh snap! <laughs>
1: is that something we can do? Write it. Write it down. I don't know. We're <laughs> write, making it, it up. <laughs> write, write, write it. Write it down, and I'll
4: write down what I think it is, and we'll and we'll show it at the same time.
1: <laughs> Here's what we'll do. We can, can we send a private chat to somebody here. I'll send a chat to to Elizabeth. I'll to, okay.
3: I'll send mine to her too,
4: or I send mine to Dax, and then they say it.
1: at the same mm. time.
3: Because you don't trust yeah, her, okay. you can't trust Elizabeth. Oh my! Goodness. <laughs> that, that would be a bad move.
4: <laughs> I'm just saying, I th- it'd be more fair that way. So that way, Chris can't say there's collusion. Did you Did you already send yours to Dax? Uh, send it just now.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. I, All right, I, I sent mine to Elizabeth. I like this wrinkle. Yeah, this is kind of cool. I like it. All right. So uh, on the count of three, I'll say uh, what, what you've been given there. So Elizabeth has mine and Dax has Omar's guess. I, right? don't, I don't We're saying yet, it at the actually. same time? Yeah, you're, you guys are going to say no, it at I the same it. time. Oh, you don't have it yet? I, it. I don't have it yet.
4: Direct message on... Oh, I sent it to you through Zoom. You're looking through it through Messenger, aren't you? Can you see the little message box just, there on Zoom? Let's
3: see. Let's Where? see. Uh, guys, this is my first. I was not uh, currently uh, He's a Zoom working newbie. very much uh, during quarantine. And so I'm, uh, I've not done Zoom calls, conference calls, uh, anything like that. So I'm figuring all this out today. Okay, <laughs> I, I got worried. it in the chat. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. On the count of three, you all can say it. All right. One, two, three nightmare on
2: job. elm street oh, wasn't it? oh <laughs> was, that's
4: not on my that's not even on my long list so i should I, that's why i missed it <laughs> uh, that, that makes sense though all
1: right lost a point so uh, that's awesome oh yeah omar lost a, i love that <laughs> this is fun. Ooh, we should omar, do that more often that's
2: a bad idea
1: <laughs> okay. uh, Beverly Hills Cop is on my short list, though. Uh, it's definitely, definitely on my list, but it's not it's not quite at the level of moldability you've talked for about, me yeah, as you've Nightmare, talked on about Nightmare
4: on Elm Street. Before, so that's true.
1: Yeah, it's so good. Um, obviously, Nightmare on Elm Street, group of teenagers is hunted in their dreams uh, by the disfigured Freddy Krueger, who has knives for fingers, uh, <laughs> written and directed by... Well that's what they say in the movie He's got knives for fingers I, I just didn't recognize
3: know. that voice
1: <laughs> <laughs> So uh, directed and written by Wes Craven It stars uh, Heather Langenkamp Robert England, And I think if I'm correct The very first role for Johnny Depp In a uh, in a picture So um, it's pretty cool It was shot on a budget of a million dollars And they've got just incredible practical
3: effects In this what, movie Before
4: What's Eating Gobert Grape?
3: yes yeah. <laughs> Di- DiCaprio would have been like four I think
1: <laughs> um, it has insanely terrifying music Uh, I think the movie looks great. I think it's scary as hell. Uh, Freddie represents, of course, a lot of things in this movie, in this case, uh, the horrible parents that these poor teenagers have uh, on Elm street. I mean, good God. Uh, Anyhow, it's just incredibly menacing, incredibly scary. Think about like when you're at your most vulnerable, when you're sleeping and someone's going to come and terrorize your dreams and they can actually kill you in your dreams. Like that is absolutely horrific to think about. Uh, And this movie just, is so fucking good. This is why uh, I don't watch scary. Literally, movies. the thing <laughs> I, I know. Literally, the thing of Night <laughs> I know. Is, yeah. Like, what, what could be? That's worse? right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it's such a great story. Uh, I think it's Wes Craven's best. I you know better oh, than wow. The Hills Have Eyes and wow. I, I know. I know. I know. People are gonna that's, go crazy over that. But
3: that's wild. Yeah.
1: I fucking love this movie. So uh, I give Nightmare on Elm Street a five, of course. Uh, Dax, what do you think about Nightmare on Elm Street?
3: Um, very iconic movie. I mean, it's one of a few movies that creates slasher, serial killer sort of yeah. genre as, uh, as acceptable in pop culture. You know, before that, there was Black Christmas, there was, uh, Changeling, there was, uh, Omen and sort of things like that that were happening. But they were all kind of a representative of Rosemary's Baby, sort of like 60s noir sort of horror stuff. This is popcorn. This is pop culture. This is MTV. This is, you know, it's it's for kids and for the first time they're making R rated movies directed at teens. Um and that's it's it really stands up to the test of time. I mean, how many of these sequels have you seen? Uh there's yeah. there's nine to date. Um and uh one of them being a remake, so 8 plus 1. Uh that's math for you by the way. And then uh <laughs> And uh, I think it's really fun. Uh, the scene where Johnny Depp does get killed, he's laying on his bed, watch, yeah. watching TV and a little TV on his bed, falls asleep and gets sucked into the bed. But then yeah. the camera shot, the camera stays on the bed, but they have a, a cut. They flip the room upside down, but everything is glued to the walls, to the table. They flip the room upside down practically and dump buckets and buckets of water out of the bed and it falls into the ceiling creates this crazy effect of blood coming up out of your bed onto the ceiling. And it is one of the most like terrifying images uh, almost ever, but for sure to date uh, yeah. in 1984. Uh, this movie scared everyone. Everyone saw it. I feel like anyone that's a horror fan has to have seen this movie. Uh, they've seen the sequels. Uh, Freddy is an icon. He's been, again, he's another one that gets parodied. You can put him on screen in silhouette, and he's as iconic as Indiana Jones or anyone else you can put up there. That The scissors for yep. hands is, uh, or the uh, knives for hands is, ju- is so iconic. It is scary. He's funny. He's not as funny as he gets yeah. in some of the later movies, but he is funny. Right. This, this is one of the kind of early horror comedy ideas as well. Um, but he's still menacing. Uh, I've seen it. I will tell you, not my favorite in the series. Not, not my favorite. Well, I would movie. agree. It's my, it's my number two in the series. But it's a same par- partially only number two because it's the original. I think there are better yeah. ones besides that. And you've talked about some of these before. Um, yeah. But I, I will give it. It's definitely. It was on my short list. Uh, I almost put it in on the last round. Uh, over Terminator. uh, It's 4.5.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, Omar, what do you think about Nightmare on Elm Street? This is one of those things that's very interesting. I know
4: everything about this movie, I feel like, but I have not watched this movie. Like... I have no desire. Wow. Like, when I was a kid, I mean, it's everything that nightmares are made of. Like, and I never liked horror when I was a kid and the time this was iconic. Everything you guys are saying is true about it. And it's the reason why I like, I, I don't want, that. But I mean, I, I know who
3: Freddy is. Everybody <laughs> fucking knows who Freddy is. Like, I mean, I know that. I don't I, want that. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the movie poster. <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: one, two, he's coming for you. Fuck that shit. Um, I mean, so like, there, there's so many things. I mean, like, so I mean, like, it's one of those deals. Like, I almost wish I could just give it a three because I could. Pro- I know everything about the movie. I mean, I, I didn't realize. For some reason, that Johnny Depp was in it until you said that, but... but. And that's because you to you wouldn't
3: you 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 might not recognize him honestly if you just even he's saw a picture of him he doesn't look like the Johnny Depp that you know now and he doesn't even yeah. look like the Johnny Depp of Johnny you Depp know, that we know
4: now Earth's doesn't 90s. look like anything yeah he looks like a fucking like pirate now <laughs> well
3: <laughs> so so Johnny Depp he's the he's he's the football star in this movie I mean he's the jock he's got the short crew cut he's like you know he's wearing like the cool clothes he's the he's the hero essentially that you think he's going to be in the movie and then they rip that out from under you. And so, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, Omar, I, I feel like if you went back and watched this movie tonight, you, see, you might go, I've seen this before. I've seen all of this, but I, I just I, forgot it because I don't love it. See, and, and you don't the, love horror. He, and
4: Here's the thing is like, I, 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 yeah. I know I've seen like, I know like visually I can see like different scenes in my head, but like mm-hmm. also know that I would never sit down and watch this movie. Like so, like it's made of been on TV, but it's like one of those things. Once it starts getting like, it started getting a little scary. Like I was like, "Fuck this!" I'm watching something else. But that was again like that doesn't come on TV nowadays. Where it's like,
3: like it does every year. It gets repeated 10 <laughs> times every year. It gets played on every Friday the 13th. It gets played at Halloween on four different networks. And they put well, it on Amazon want- Friday. Though. With
4: commercials. Dax.
2: Dax does. Sure. <laughs> I watch fucking commercials
3: and watch that shit. Uh, uh, 50% of America still has basic cable boxes. That's crazy. Yeah. How. Because direct TV, direct TV still has the NFL network. And if you watch football at uh, all, you have to have at least direct TV. And that is legitimately, it's about 50% of America still has a basic cable box and watches it regularly. When they get home, they turn on the TV and that is what is playing. So yeah.
1: That blows my mind that people would sit through commercials when they don't have to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, no worries. Uh, Elizabeth, I'm guessing you have not seen this movie. Nope. All right. <laughs> that means that Nightmare on Elm Street is going to get a piddly 12.5 on the grayscale.
2: Okay. It yeah, deserves that's a much
1: more.
3: Uh, that was sad. It,
2: it's okay. It's okay.
4: <laughs> it's better than it would have gotten before we gave it some extra points. But I feel like I, I mean, I, feel, I do feel yeah. a little bad about this one because there's so much of the, I mean,
1: it's not like I'm unfamiliar with the movie, but I, I've never sat sure.
4: down and watched the movie, so.
1: No, I get it. There's a lot of people that, you know, don't, uh, they just don't like horror movies because they don't like to be, sca- you know, uh, yeah. who would want to go and be scared? I'm, I get it. There are I'm people better like with that it now. Sure.
4: Like there's some good horror stuff yeah. like that's come out recently that like I've, I've watched. And so like, I can't say, oh, yeah. that. I can't say I don't like horror anymore, but
3: I yeah. used to not. Omar, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a history of horror list of movies to watch. So you can, you can mm. catch up to the rest of us
1: and then we can all like uh, maybe watch them together on zoom.
3: See, yeah we we we, talked, we talked about <laughs> we talked about doing uh maybe a movie swap a uh, little side podcast every now and then and uh trade movies with someone i think that'd be fun as well we can give omar that some uh cool. horror movies he can give me some uh stoner comedies and we'll, we'll trade stories <laughs> <sighs>
2: i'll watch the stoner comedies
1: <laughs> you've probably seen them all is it is that the next Probably. one we're going to do? Stoner comedies? Um, <laughs> I know. It's a good idea, right? It's on the list. All right, um, <laughs> Elizabeth, uh, you're up. And this is the last movie that's going to be contributed to this list. Let's see if it's going to make the top five. I'm so excited. Um,
2: okay. It will not, but I don't really care. It has to be said because it molded me big time. Um, the movie is Amadeus.
1: Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> no.
2: Mm. Amadeus. <laughs> so,
1: Amadeus. Oh this one
2: is a period piece um, that was created about the life of Mozart, Wolfgang mm-hmm. Amadeus Mozart, um, and shares his life from the perspective of one of his contemporaries. It's relatively historically accurate as far as Mozart's life co- is concerned, but not from the guy's perspective. The guy who the perspective is from, uh, I can't remember his name at the moment, Um he was actually quite a bit older, um, than the age gap they show in the movie. But basically you learn that Mozart was a complete asshole. All he wanted was pussy and he would just <laughs> sit down and like play shit. Like he, he was truly a insane genius who just could play all the time and his father put him up like his father had some sort of like he had to have been, his dad had to have been like the ultimate show parent insanities Mr. Dude guy. Cause he made, he would tour with his two children um, from the time they were tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny. So like, you know, Mozart's writing sonatas and concertos and co- concert pieces for like when he was four, six, eight. And so he was already touring at that point when he was four, six and eight. And his sister who was older than him was singing uh, for him. And anyway, so it goes through his life and just shows what a complete asshole he was but what a complete genius he was and for me being a musician and i was really into classical music um it it meant a lot to me and i watched it when i was in high school though because um, i was doing a whole history study of yeah homeschool moms it's a great homeschool movie <laughs> okay the end so i'm giving it a five because i loved it
1: <laughs> all right elizabeth gives amadeus a five dax what do you think about amadeus
3: uh, this is a really interesting movie because it uses, uh, like we're talking about, the device of a potential character that isn't – it's a combination of, of, of people to create this end to someone famous's life. Uh, you have to use that a lot of the time because you can't follow – there's no narrative structure to a life. It's too linear. So you need to create these ins and outs, these reasons to for people to talk to each other, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the director is a really interesting dude as well. Um, he's made some weird movies as Milos Foreman. Uh, People vs. Larry Flint, uh, One Flew mm-hmm. Over the Cuckoo's Nest, one of the greatest movies ever. Uh, he did Hair. Um, this movie is actually adapted from a play, which is a thing that uh, is really interesting sometimes, which is probably why it's two hours and 40 minutes long. Yeah, uh, it's a
2: fucking long ass movie.
3: Yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, there, there's a lot to it. It's very dense. Uh, there's a lot to think about. Uh, and, you know, how much is historically accurate is, you know, hard to say because there wasn't documentation for the personality traits for history. You know, there wasn't Facebook to say like, yeah, look at their posts. They're such a dickhead. Like, you know, and so, yeah. but music is great and the music is used really well where, uh, you kind of go like, do I like classical music? Do I like, I do. I'm, <laughs> I'm not listening to it every day, but like, God, this is so good because the visuals are stunning. The music is great. The performances are great. F. Marie Abraham is, uh, I can't say his name. Uh, and my IMDB just froze. So I can't even read his name. Uh, uh, what is it? Solari? Solari?
2: Oh, it's uh, Solari.
3: The- yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's great. He's a great actor. Um, I think it's a, I think it's, it is. It's, I think it's an important movie to watch. I think that, it, uh, is very well respected, holds up to time. Uh, it's not one that I've seen in a while. Again, all these movies from 84, they don't just circle cable channels they are not super available on streaming apps. And if they are, they're not on the front page, you know, you kind of have to go find them wherever they are. Um, Elizabeth, did you find this anywhere streaming? Because I want to go watch it now.
2: I did actually. Have you ever heard of Tubi, T-U-B-I? Or Tubby? I'm assuming it's Tubi.
3: Yeah, I watched like seven movies on Tubi this week. Um, Just because every now and then I go to Tubi and Crackle and some of the other free apps. And you can just scroll through all their movies. I add 15 movies every month from each one of those. And then start watching stuff I haven't seen. Uh, Tubi's great, So it's on Tubi. You have to watch it with a few commercials. Um, sorry, Cody. Sorry, Chris. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, Chris was Cody for me for years and years, so I may do that from time to time. Uh, I, I think this is a great movie. I want to watch it again, and uh, I had
1: 4.5. All right. Dax gives Amadeus a 4.5. Omar, what do you think about Amadeus? I'm pretty sure I've seen this one.
3: What? All right,
1: uh, I'm
4: I'm looking it up right now. Um, is
3: the cover the poster is like super iconic? I mean, I remember yeah. seeing this in the movie stores, going like, "What is this? Is yeah.
4: it possible that like I may have even had to watch it with school? You know what I mean? Yep, and sure. So,
2: it very possible.
4: And so I guess there's some modability there. I mean, I feel like. At one point, there was a movie about uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. You know about Mozart that I really liked and really like because I connected with him on the least of the asshole part of things. Um, but um,
3: oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, but uh i'm trying to think so i think this is it i think i'm looking at like different clips and stuff i'm pretty sure this is the one that i saw and it was, like it was one of those things where i didn't want to watch it but it ended up being like so much better than i thought and i learned a lot and and i actually got a little bit into classical music afterwards because of it um so yeah
2: i am shocked right now
4: um i give it a four On the
1: This is a fucking ploy to have Elizabeth beat me. That's what this is. This is (laughs) bullshit.
2: It's not going to happen. That's a nice thought.
1: All right. So um, I have actually never seen Amadeus. I'm not Um, terribly surprised. I actually tried to find it because I wanted to watch it. It won Best Picture of the Year. Yeah. Um, And so I was like, well, I have to watch that. Uh, but I couldn't end up. I didn't end up finding. It. I don't even know what the fuck Tubi is. So um, <laughs> I watched a bunch of YouTube clips. YouTube-y. Uh, and YouTubey. There you go. And <laughs> one thing that stuck out to me that I thought was pretty funny right off the bat was Mozart's laugh. I, yes. I don't know if that's accurate, <laughs> but the way he was laughing throughout <laughs> the you know the clips that I saw it was really funny. And uh, yes. made me want to watch it. So I'm sure it's great. Um, I, I but I have not seen it. So, uh, that means that the last movie on our list, uh, is going to get 15 uh, points on the grayscale, scale, which is pretty <laughs> freaking awesome. Uh, oh, all right. So, uh, we do have a tie for two of the movies. So we're actually going to have six movies on this list, uh, coming in at fifth place. Um, because we do have a tie later on is, uh, splash with 14.5 points on the grayscale coming in at fifth place is Amadeus with 15 points on the grayscale in fourth place. We have police Academy with 16 points Uh, in third place. We've got karate kid with 18 points tied with Indiana Jones with 18 points. Yeah. And then uh, of course our number one movie here is ghostbusters with 18.6 points on the grayscale. As a very, game. very good list. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and so now I guess we can go ahead and total up our, uh, our winner here, <laughs> which uh, I actually kind of like this points that we add because it makes everything a lot more even, but I think mm-hmm. people still would have won the game the way it, it does.
3: It doesn't change the overall rankings of the movies. It doesn't change who's yeah. going to get the most points. It just keeps things from being completely just, Uh, uh, completely uneven. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're right. So, uh, everyone's in the forties here as far as points go. So, uh, in last place with 42 points is Elizabeth, uh, in third place, strong comeback though. uh, Yeah, she did great. Uh, in third place with 43.7 points is myself. All right. In second place, with 45.9 points is Dax. And the winner of this game with 48.5 points is motherfucking Omar. Is is, is, is that, is that, is that with me losing my point and you gaining a point?
2: Oh, that's right. So it changes
4: things a little bit.
2: It
1: does. That's right. Okay. Well, hold on. Let me fix that real quick. That means that Omar is going to have 47.5 points. Okay, which still makes him the winner, and I am still in third place. That was close, though. It was fun. I mean, it was it, it was some Super strong close, list. Yeah.
4: I was not sure. I thought Dax was going to take it there at first, but then, and I didn't think Police Academy was going to do as well. I was going to do Beverly Hills Cop as mine, just because it's Eddie Murphy. I mean, come on.
1: But you should yeah. have done Beverly Hills Cop. I, I'm I think I'm curious what that hired. will be.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you should
4: you you should have done it maybe better better than uh because i didn't see uh friday the 13th so i couldn't vote on it
1: well nightmare on elm street is more personal to me than beverly hills cop which i like i like beverly hills cop because it's got the dude from uh uh fucking breaking bad and better call saul as a young oh. man it's really interesting and uh Murphy murphy's incredible so uh anyway all right so honorable mentions dax you got any
3: um, I'm gonna I, I got a couple here. Obviously Beverly Hills Cop uh creates a great franchise. Really, you know, Eddie Murphy's already a huge star in SNL. He's doing movies, he's yeah. he's doing all kinds of things in the eighties. Uh but really this is this is his like uh, probably most iconic performance. It's really great. Uh uh action comedy doesn't quite exist. Most things are buddy cop comedies and uh it's a really fun movie. Uh I have uh Dune. By uh, Stanley Kubrick, mm. uh, weird movie to time. Uh, they're remaking it's coming out here in a couple months with Timothy Chalamet, yeah. directed by Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve, it's, it's gonna be so great. Uh, but this movie is really interesting. A, a lot of iconic quotable lines. Kubrick's incredible visuals. It's a it's a great movie from the time. Uh, I have a weird one that's personal to me. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen this. Have you seen Chud? it's uh, the abbreviation nope. C, C- H U D chode. Nope. Uh, it stands for, uh, can- <laughs> stands for,
4: I know a few chodes. Cannibalistic.
3: <laughs> oh, no. I know a few, I know a few chuds as well. Uh, cannibalistic humanoid <laughs> underground dwellers. So, uh, ah. uh, weird movie, uh, really funny. It's a great, like laugh with your friends horror. you know, Halloween movie, uh, Really weird special effects, very practical. Got some people in it. Daniel Stern is in it. It's really, it's a fun movie. I watched it actually last week. Uh, rewatched it just on on my own, even before I knew we were doing this episode. So, uh, and then the other big one I have is uh, "Stop Making Sense," which is the Talking Heads live film. Uh, yeah. Really, really, really iconic. Directed by Jonathan Demme of "Silence of the Lambs" fame. Uh, David Byrne, super weird dude super influenced to punk rock movement. This is the uh, right before they're breaking up. The talking heads, one of the best bands ever. This is thought of as one of the best films uh, of uh, a feature of uh, a band. Uh, It's not, is this the one where he's wearing a huge suit? It's like the big cream colored yellow suit. They bring dancers on. They're slowly rolling new instruments out the whole time. It, it plays like a film uh but it's also a concert movie uh it's really great uh i love this movie uh it was i was really hard not to put this on my list but i just knew uh it would be not the best conversation so uh yeah uh, but definitely like go find this movie go watch it if you like 80s new wave if you like punk rock if you like documentaries if you like any Thing, you know film related this is totally worth watching uh i think it stands the test of time i own the dvd uh i'll probably never get rid of it so yeah that's all i got all
1: right uh omar any honorable sure I mean, we went
4: through most of the short lists. i mean 1984 hands down great great year great choice um it was fun fun to do the list i i think uh most of the things were mentioned romancing the stone have you guys seen that one? Mm-hmm. Um, that was like kind mm-hmm. of, of the, the whole uh, Indiana Jones ripoff that came out the same year as the Indiana Jones movie. And uh, and so, but it's more lighthearted. Uh, um, it's, it's great. It's a fun movie. If you're into like the whole like adventure, I mean, it's basically like Indiana Jones light.
3: It's a rom-com. Com.
4: It is. It is. It has more, it for more, sure more of the uh, romantic side of it. I mean, it has the... Uh, What's her name? Like, um is it Michael Douglas is in that movie, right? Is is that correct? I don't have it right. Michael in front Douglas. Of yeah. So mm-hmm. so he's in a few of those. So then uh other than that, we talked about most of the things. Uh Revenge of the Nerds, uh came out in nineteen eighty four. Yeah. And uh that's another one that like you know, not the greatest movie, but uh hilarious kind of like that would be like stoner comedy before stoner comedy existed sort of thing. Almost like it's just a party. I kind of like a PCU feel. Well, they do get stoned in that yeah. movie, don't they? Yeah.
1: It's, There's that whole scene with the Lambda, Lambda, <laughs> Lambda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's,
3: right. It is very like, it's very like porkies. It's very, yeah, uh, PCU, uh, it's a, it's a teen, right, yeah. teen sex comedy is what I'd put it. Yeah. Yeah. So,
4: so, yeah. I mean, it could have, if, if there would have been more things taken off my list, that would have been on there before Romancing the Stone for me to talk about. But, um, but yeah, other than that, like, uh, my short list was, we
1: we talked about all of them. So, that was great. Or a yeah. long list. Uh, Elizabeth, any honorable mentions?
2: I do. I have one that hasn't been mentioned yet, and that's Footloose, which came out in 1984. Yeah. And that's See? when the title sequence, uh, just awesome. Uh, uh, the song gets stuck in your head. It's been on repeat in my head like all day um uh, i question yeah, why you didn't it, choose it, it, that that one actually 16 hits candles home too cuz 16 candles molded me more than footloose did footloose didn't mold you me and it didn't really hit home it didn't that's the thing like footloose didn't hit home with me or make sense like it didn't uh really resonate until i was older like in my 30s once church started being that to me what it is like it would it, i it would it's high on my list now but um, yeah, Sixteen Candles molded me, so I had to put that in there over Footloose.
3: It's definitely like yeah. one of the the eighties dark themes that you kind of wouldn't typically throw in a movie these days. But in the eighties, that was uh, very much in vogue. So
2: yeah, it was great. Yeah. I loved it
1: for sure. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned Revenge of the Nerds, Omar, because if that came up today, I was gonna talk a lo- about one of the scenes that's like super. <laughs> problematic <laughs> I, I was talking to dax earlier today and i was like dude there's one movie that if it gets on here like it's going to be super problematic because like yeah the nerds are the underdog and they're trying to like defeat the you know the jocks or whatever but there's like a scene where one of the nerds pretends to be this girl's boyfriend and has sex with her uh under the pretense that he's her boyfriend like that's rape <laughs> you know but it's that's looked at that's as like before it wasn't yeah it is but it's I know it's the craziest thing. Cause like, like as a kid, when I'm watching this, I'm not thinking that's a bad thing. I'm thinking, Oh cool. He scored. and Now she's going to go for him. But like, as an adult, I see that that's awful. (laughs) Like, who's the bad guy not the jocks in this case yeah you know like yeah. that's terrible they were doing some fucked up shit for sure like the the nerds they came up definitely with some, they come up with some the really cameras good- and the yeah. and the females yeah i mean it, it's crazy the shit that they did in that movie um
3: another one that got so many sequels so many sequels to that like it's yeah. very yeah. It, remi- it reminds me of police academy a little bit where you're like i guess the original is classic but like are there six of these <laughs> 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 right,
1: but I, I watched that movie so many times as a kid and thought it was just the best thing ever. Of course, you know there were lots of titties in it, so there was that. <laughs> that
4: explains a lot. Yeah, movies with um, movies.
1: I'm telling you, uh, that and, that and Back to the Future on repeat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird double feature right there.
1: <laughs> um another movie that came out in 84 that i really liked and i don't know if it's a good movie now i'd have to rewatch it, is uh, jeff bridges and starman mm-hmm. um i remember watching that a lot as a kid uh i thought it was great it, you know he's an alien essentially yeah um there's uh of course the prince movie purple rain i think that played at my house all the time for sure uh conan the destroyer we've already uh, mentioned it um, and then of course we've like pretty much mentioned everything that I'd want to talk about, uh, already. So, um, it's a very short list of honorable mentions. I think that we made a very cool list of 1984. I fucking love 1984
3: y'all. Ow, yeah. Ow. I'm glad yeah. I, I'm glad I got to be born on that year so we could do this episode. Otherwise it would have been not so fun.
1: That's right. What's going to really <laughs> suck is when we get around to doing 1983 for Elizabeth Oof. and I, cause that year sucks. It really sucks. <laughs>
2: really sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh all right if uh, if you enjoyed the movie make sure to go check us out uh on the uh, social medias we've got facebook we've got instagram we've got twitter uh and of course uh, our patreon members get a lot of special perks uh so you'll definitely want to check us out over there uh anybody else have any other words
3: to say um thanks for having me thanks for having me for real it's really fun i look forward to uh to hanging out with you guys more talking more movies uh we, uh, along with Patreon and Facebook and all that stuff, uh, I think we're going to try to really engage a little bit more out there. Uh, I'm around a lot. I'm happy to uh, to chat, talk movies, current things. And uh, Elizabeth and I have talked about, like, side project little wait, a- extra wait, stuff. Wait, wait,
2: don't, don't let the going out say the anything. bag. We,
3: we just have more stuff coming <laughs> from this feed, not just this. So I'm excited it's about all of it. Fans, right? It's an OnlyFans, right? <laughs> you guys I'm, I'm 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 topless the whole time, so <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well
1: it's been a blast. Thanks guys. You gotta check that yeah. out. Have a good one.
3: Peace.